recording. Start. Start the music here. All right, let's get right into it. Not too much music. Thank you, It's Sunday, November 13th, 2022. This is the Fakeologist Show. This is where we talk about media fakery, psyops, COVID, and all things semi-related to that. Tonight we have two special guests, both invited sort of at the last minute as I peruse the Twitters and the news and all the things I like to look at. And I'll introduce them in just a second, but just a reminder, we are broadcasting Sunday through Thursday around 8 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight, Eastern Savings Time now. And we are broadcasting live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, DLive, and of course our own video platform that's so generously sponsored by the donors to Fakeologist, Fakotube, fakotube.com. So make sure that you sign up on Fakotube and that way you can participate in the chat. And that's where all the archives are. Our main page, of course, is fakeologist.com. That's got links to all our sub-pages, forums, Discord, Gilded, Twitter, whatever, you name it. That's where you can find it. Now, normally, I cut off YouTube right about now because I don't know what I can say on YouTube. So all this does is introduce the YouTube community, all few people that follow me on YouTube and possibly the random algorithm that suggests the show. So if you're listening on YouTube right now, make sure you go to fakotube.com and look for show 645, F-A-K 645. That's where you will find the rest of the show and we can talk about whatever we want without interruption. So say goodbye, YouTube. All right, we're now off YouTube. I gave my preamble there and now I'm going to introduce my two guests. I'm going to introduce ladies first. And that is Bethany Brown. Hello, Bethany. Hi, Tim. Now, we actually met in person, in the flesh. I don't actually meet very many of my guests in person. (laughs) But you actually came to my door, courtesy of a young person who was running for local council. And he thought you would be interested in my story or I would be interested in your story. Sure, but I definitely was interested in your story. And I love to hear about strong young people because a lot of people think youth of today are just video playing, slothful, and disengaged, but that's not true. There are diamonds in the rough, and you're one of them. And my other guest is also one of them. So, so hello, Bethany. Hi, I'm glad to be here. Yes. And I'll just say, I'm not quite sure if I can put Camille on the same screen. I have, I don't usually have multiple guests, but let me try pressing. Well, I'll put Camille up now. So you now have the whole screen. I, I would like to have you both split the screen. So Camille, I found you on Twitter doing something pretty brave. So I wanted to have you on so I could hear your story and also encourage others that are young 
and bold and doing what you're doing. So, hello, how are you? Uh oh, I'm doing good. There we go. Good. You're now unmuted. Yeah. Now you have a Twitter page, which I will display on the screen right now, and this is you with a, a inappropriately or poorly placed mask on your face, which is a bit of an F you to the system, which I find fantastic. And I sort of did the same thing when I was harassed in different workplaces just to mock the system. So tell us tell us a little about your story as well and then anytime you want to chime in, Bethany, feel free. Don't 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 feel that you're interrupting. We'll just have sort of a a free for all conversation about this topic because you both are leaders in this so tell us a bit about your story camille or camille has only one uh he has zero connection zero data connection he's frozen so bethany tell us about your story (laughs) and then camille if he gets back yeah all right um just feel free to interrupt when you're back um i graduated from the university of ottawa in april and so i did Five-ninths of my degree uh, online, which was because of, you know, the past three years now, I guess. And we all know what that craziness has been like. Um, And I decided I did not want to have to deal with that anymore. So when the the schools opened up again in my last year, so last fall, um, and they were offering in-person classes, I registered for a few, uh, which I was not allowed to do. I'm sure you can all guess why. Um, I care about medical privacy, so I was not going to share my vaccination status, which the schools were demanding in order to be present on campus. Um, I didn't bother going about trying to get a exemption. I decided, you know, I don't need an exemption. This is a decision that everyone should have the right to make. And so I decided I was just going to show up to campus and see what happened. And that's exactly what I did. And I got in some trouble for it, but I'm still alive and I'm fine. And I managed to graduate. So um, I count that quite a lot of success. Um, I actually did a interview about that whole incident. So if you're interested in watching that, it is on YouTube. Um, Student Stories with Concerned Students of Ontario. Um, I'm not a part of that group anymore, but I was last year uh, doing as much activism as I could to fight the system, uh, the system being the schools and their policies that I didn't agree with. So there was, it was a stressful year. It was um, certainly not fun dealing with all of the, all the things the schools decided to throw at us. Um, I think I kind of enjoyed a little bit being a rebel for not the first time in my life, but it was the first time that I recognized that. Um, And it was, you know, there's a little, you get a little bit of a high from showing up somewhere you know you're not allowed to be, even though you would, under normal circumstances, be perfectly justified being there. Like, I was paying for school. It's a private institution. And uh, it's also somewhat publicly funded. So they didn't have too many reasons that were legitimate to actually keep me off campus. Um, although they really tried. Yeah. So... Um, I, I watched I, that video. It was very brave of you. you did. Oh, I definitely did. If you have a link to it, please put it in the private chat here in Restream, and I will okay. definitely put it in the show notes because it's worth watching. 
It kind of is infuriating in a lot of ways how you are treated, and of course you got no support. So just to be a young woman with that kind of peer pressure, and of course the authority <laughs> figure harassing you is just off the charts. And it was. I, it was really bad. Yeah, and it really it was. was. Not what I was expecting actually, because I, um, I'm gonna have to look for the link. I don't have it on hand at the moment, um, but okay. I will get that in before the end of the show. Yeah. Um, it wasn't what I was expected going in because, you know, we'd been dealing with the mask mandates for over a year at that point, right? They came in uh, end of June, start of July, 2020. So I, I was like, any problem that people have with masks, that's like, that's over right now. It's all about the, about, have you got the vaccine? Like, that's what they want to know about. And I had already stopped wearing a mask for six months at that point, And I have not worn one since. And I'm never going to. Um, I, I don't agree with that and it, it makes me uncomfortable. Um, and I don't think that anyone should be forced to wear a mask. So if you are against that for any reason, don't even do it. Um, it's just a symbol of compliance. That's all it is. Oh yes. Completely useless. I agree. So do not, do not comply basically is what I'm saying. Don't just say no. I agree. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay. Um, but I, I showed up to class that day, um, knowing that there could be, that there very likely would be some kind of, um, you know, the prof would probably not be happy with me being there, not wearing a mask. Um, but I was, I thought the issue would be that I hadn't disclosed my vaccination status. And, you know, 2020 hindsight, I'm thinking about that situation and my mindset going into that. And it's, that would have been a massive breach of privacy if the prof had like an attendance list with this person submitted their vaccination status and this one hasn't. So that was not the case. Um, but that was what I had prepared for in showing up to this class was what are my arguments to justify my presence there despite not disclosing my status. Um, so when the problem was that I wasn't wearing a mask, <laughs> I was a little bit thrown off. I was kind of surprised. I didn't think I'd have to deal with that. Um, she told me to leave class. I didn't. She got tired of the conversation and, and continued with the lecture. Um, and then over the weekend, I was deregistered from the in-person section and moved into control one. But I decided to show up to the in-person one anyways. She ignored me. and Yeah, I found the video. I'm going to play it in a minute. Oh, you did. Okay, I did find it, but I'm gonna, I put it as show note number one. Let me get uh, Camille in here now that his he's got four he's got four green bars. So Camille, um, go for your story. Tell us all about your story and, and does it parallel Bethany's in any way? Um. So, so yeah, actually, I, I I missed the first little bit, but um, there were there were several several similarities with um with how the school or like how how Laurier um with the vaccine status uh, last year. Right. Um, so just, just like, uh, just like Bethany, I, I, uh, I refused to, I didn't say whether I was vaccinated or not. I just, uh, I refused to, to disclose my vaccination status because I thought that that was, um, just, um, that, well, I, I, I believed and I mean, I, I don't think legally that they are allowed to, uh, to require that kind of medical information from me. Um, no. especially not for, yeah, especially not out of the blue, um, you know, with the snap of their fingers, just ask me for, for my vaccination status for, for, um, some novel coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so I refused to, to disclose my, my vaccine status and they, they unenrolled me from, from my courses. So, 
there was there was it's not like there was on, an online option or anything um i just I, I had i didn't have the the opportunity to go back to school and they when they announced it actually it was it was one week like they announced that they were going to unenroll uh unvaccinated students or rather students that uh were to to disclose their their vaccination status they were going to unenroll them but they they announced that one week after half the tuition was due so so basically all the unvaccinated students didn't get or lost half of their money once they got unenrolled i like i went my own uh route so i threatened legal action and i guess they didn't they didn't really want to deal with me so they just they they gave me my money back but uh i don't know okay. I, I do feel yeah yeah that, what which what year are you in me. right what what year are you in now I'm in fourth year. Oh, you're in so, fourth year. So you, when did this start? When you were in second year or third year? Uh, the mandate started for my third year because because my second year was all online. Right. And okay. Right. First, yeah. First year, we that's when we got sent home. Uh, the, or like the second semester got got cut short. And we got sent home. Okay. Okay. So yeah. what? What? Um, mm-hmm. So where did you? No, no, go ahead. Where did you get? And I'm looking on your profile here on Twitter. It says you're a libertarian. Where did you get your political views and how quickly did they conflict with the the whole COVID thing? And what's your opinion, of course, on this whole what's really going on? Or do you really think there's a virulent virus, pathogenic virus spreading quickly and, and hurting people? Where where what's your background on your thought process around all this? Yeah. Um so I've I've always I've always enjoyed uh, reading and researching political theory in general. Um, I was initially, I guess, probably halfway or near the end of my of my high school career. I would uh, I was I was kind of fascinated with how communist regimes kind of failed, but not only failed, but were able to to convince their their uh, their citizens their citizens that 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 was the the I guess the, the best way to to govern a society. Mm-hmm. Um, because as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's never worked. Um, mm-hmm. when you, when you, when you actually live it through or when you, uh, when you see it through rather, um, at some point it fails, you have, you have citizens revolting. Um, sure. In the moment it might produce, uh, a net benefit economically or whatever, whatever they are trying to, uh, to accomplish for whatever they are trying to accomplish. But um, for, from, a from an individualist perspective, it's, it's, it's impossible. Um, I, I would, uh, I would say that maybe, maybe I was more inclined because of the, the way my, maybe my parents think, or maybe the way I was brought up, um, to, to, to question what I see, not necessarily question, but just to, to use my, use my mind and think critically and, uh, Uh use the, use the logical faculties that I have at my disposal. Um, your so, yeah, your your name actually, is um interesting. I asked what the background was and you said Algerian. Um what yeah. generation are you Algerian slash Canadian? I don't know much about Algeria, so maybe is there some background there that possibly influenced your parents or yourself? Yeah, I'm uh so I'm I'm a first generation Canadian. I was I was born in Toronto, but um, okay. my parents my parents immigrated here in ninety 90- I should know this. Ninety-seven, okay. give or take. I think ninety-seven. Um, so, they, well, there was a in the nineties. There was a civil war going on in Algeria. So, mm-hmm. um, that's that's kind of why they left. Yeah. Um, they were 
there, it was it was like a, a pro-Islamic uh, kind of I, I don't know if you could call it a civil war. Ter- like for me, it's terrorism mm-hmm. and uh, and and a, re- a grasp for, for power from the from the uh, the Islamic groups or the I guess the radicalist groups that were sweeping through Algeria at the time. Okay. Um. So so my parents kind of decided that it, they were if they were going to raise a family, it couldn't be over there. Right. Um. They they got into Canada and and uh. I guess the the way I was brought up, maybe maybe the idea of the, this this like idolization of of ideolo- ideologues and of ideologies, I think was was not it wasn't frowned upon. Like I said, my parents really encouraged me to think for myself to to I guess be my own person, which I, I, they probably shouldn't have because they had to deal with a. Uh, no, I think it's great. <laughs> it's great. I was just curious what it was born from. Was there something in Algeria? What kind of government was in Algeria that maybe made them um, less likely to trust the government? You see, Canadians are probably one of the highest trusting groups in the world when it comes to government. We 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 love our queen and our and to be governed so much. We decided not to go and kick the crown out back in the 1700s like the United States Republicans did. So we're extremely yeah. obedient people here and it's it's continued on to this day I'm sure. Yeah, oh for for sure, couldn't agree more. Um pe- people people here like being t- it's EMI. I don't see why but it I guess it's easier to be told what to do uh mm-hmm. instead of I guess deciding for yourself. Um, well, it's a culture. Uh, it's a cultural thing. Oh, ex- for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. I, would, uh, I would agree. And, I mean, and everyone um, wants yeah. to be able to make their own decisions, right? That's what they say. Uh, and yet well, they don't. They want to decide for other people. <laughs> no, we yeah. love our king, or we we love our king now. We love our loved our queen, and she tells us what to do, and she stares down at us from courtrooms and classrooms and. We drive on her highway that's named after her. There's a lot to that. That's that's not just symbolic. People just say, oh, that's just old symbolism. No, that's actually the power structure. It's right in your face. So, yeah, we, we're very obedient here. So I was wondering, like, I really look to, I wish the more recent immigrants from war-torn countries or more dictatorship-like countries would uh, just assert their newly formed Canadian citizenship and say, guys, We've been through all this. Uh, now it's happening here. You guys should wake up because we can tell you it doesn't work in in our former homeland. So Canada, you really need to wake up and smell the coffee. Now it's coming for you. Just because you had it so good for so many hundreds of years doesn't mean things can't turn on a dime. Yeah, absolutely. I have a lot of friends who are... Uh, who are immigrants or whose parents are immigrants. And so I've had this conversation with them many times, yeah. um, even their perspectives, because uh, a lot of them do know that what's happening right now is not right, uh, whether or not they've got along, gone along with it. Um, but it's, it's fear. So much of it is fear. It's, you know, what will the government do to me if I don't comply? And that's what my immigrant friends are saying. Their yeah. mentality is their parents' mentality is. So it's, really unfortunate that that's that fear is holding you know the canadians who were born and raised here and the ones who are coming in yeah for sure it's not good good to live in fear 
No, and it's it's sure. a, it's well, the number a, one tool for ruling over people. Here, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the, that's what the school. Well, the schools use that against uh, against their students, right? The fear of not being able to finish their classes, or the the fear of uh, not graduating, not being able to have a a, f- a future career, mm-hmm. and they hold it over their heads, right? And that's why yeah, so do. many students are. Well, at least right now, like so, so many students are, they're they're sick and tired of the masks. They don't they they wouldn't wear it if they didn't think they had to. But mm-hmm. but nonetheless, they still do just, uh, I guess, to mitigate the risk or the potential risk of uh, of the consequences that would arise from it. But so, you know what I've encountered actually is that's exactly what people need is is not even from an authority figure, but just to hear from someone that they don't have to wear a mask. Like I've met a few people and I, like I said, I haven't worn a mask in like two years at this point. And um they see me not wearing a mask. I'm in. I'm indoors somewhere. Everyone else is, and they're like, "Wait, you're, you're not wearing a mask." And I, you know, I'm like, "Yeah, I don't have to. Why? Why does anybody have to?" And they take it off immediately. It's like as soon as someone, not an authority figure, as soon as anybody gives you that permission to take it off, people will take it. So <laughs> just tell people they don't oh, yeah. have to. I mean, maybe don't maybe don't like walk down the halls at your university like, "Hey guys, you don't have to wear a mask," you know? Yeah. You know? do that that's a little bit aggressive you know keep it um appropriate we i don't think that we should be fighting back aggressively i think that we should be doing so in a peaceful manner um and but you know with our actions i think that that speaks louder than words people will see you and that you that you get through stuff i mean i'm here to tell you you can finish your degree you can graduate without wearing a mask to in-person classes without disclosing your vaccination status, well, that's what the school is demanding. Because I did that. I've <laughs> proven it can be done. Yeah. So anybody mm-hmm. else could do it too if they would take those chances. Yeah. And there was and there was nothing uh, with you, Bethany. So the school didn't do anything official to you at well, all? Well, they did. Okay. They did. Um, I was, so the class I mentioned, I was deregistered from the in-person session, bumped to the virtual one. And then because I showed up to the class again, they deregistered for me, me from the class entirely, despite telling me that I was allowed to take online courses. Mm-hmm. They deregistered me from one. Um, they then issued me a notice of trespassing. So I was okay. not allowed to be on campus. Um, okay. And I would not consider it trespassing because, you know, a university is a private institution. You your tuition to go there. I paid my tuition. I had been attending this school for three years at that point. Like I was, I was a regular there. I like lived across the street, you know? Um, it was kind of inevitable. I could barely leave my house without setting foot on campus. So it's kind of ridiculous uh, <laughs> to be told that I'm not allowed to be on the property of this institution that I pay to attend. Um, but I was, I was there. I would not consider it trespassing, but I was there all the time. Um, I had a couple of run-ins with campus security. Um, once, maybe twice, police were called. They never arrested or charged me or gave me a ticket or anything. Um, it would just be a lot of paperwork for them for something incredibly trivial. Uh, and then in the winter semester, I did get deregistered from another two in-person classes and one of them didn't have an online option so that was just like that was done in terms of getting the credits um but the prof liked me um i had been to a couple of classes already before they deregistered me and uh he noticed that i left he was like oh 
that really sucks. Like you seem so interested in this course. And I was like, uh, yeah, I am. I've been waiting to take this course since first year. Uh, it was just an elective that sounded really interesting. And he was like, oh, well, do you want to audit? So I did. So I still, I still showed up. I was still in the class. I was still there without a mask. I did all the assignments. I would have gotten a really good grade in that class too, but I didn't get the credits. So that kind of sucked. Um, the other course was uh, a philosophy class. And I found it really interesting because this prof, I kept going in person. It was a big class. She just never took attendance or discovered that I was supposed to be in the virtual section. Um, and this prof actually talked about how in Canada, you can't mandate vaccines. And I was like sitting in class, listening to this prof talk about this. And I'm like, does anybody else hear what she's saying? Yeah, yeah, they're telling the <laughs> truth. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it was hilarious and really sad. Like, really, really sad. It's totally going over everybody's heads. And I'm here like, yeah, this isn't news to me. And yet I've had people challenge me on that fact. But it's, you know, I, I can't, like, cite it for you, but I, I've seen it. It's somewhere in Canada's governmental documents that it can't be, that vaccines can't be mandated. So that's a fact but people try to challenge me on that all the time. I'm looking at the True North, the True North website, and this is you, Camille, with the bucket over your head. Can you breathe out of that thing? <laughs> yeah, actually, better better than with a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, it fogs up a little, but I'm, just, I'm usually just playing chess in that class. Anyways. <laughs> oh, dear. You got a lot of publicity by doing this. How did how did you get the publicity? Did you just put just tag people in your Twitter or how or did they find you? How did this come about? This is great. Yeah. I, I just uh I was I, I was taken take or like kind of kind of shocked or surprised by the by the reception, I guess the support that I got. Um I mm -hmm. was just I was just post you know, throwing it on my Twitter. Along with my, my UFC picks or, uh, my thoughts on, uh, sports teams or the stock market or whatever. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I, it, it really wasn't even initially to, to get any sort of, to garner any sort of, uh, especially not media attention. Um, I just thought it was, uh, a creative way to, to protest what, what the schools were doing right now. And that, cause for me, honestly, like we're th almost three years into this. It, it's almost it's all it's crazy that there's that that there's still mask mandates. I I like I I personally can't I can't really believe it. But me yeah, neither. I, I, I'm the same way. Twitter. Yeah, like I was uh, kind of like uh, kind of like you, Bethany. I I I know I was never like this semester was the first time I've ever had to wear a mask or a mask. Like I was the guy on the TTC that would just not wear a mask during COVID. Nice. Yeah, I'd have six six or seven strangers like walk up to me saying hey like you have to put a mask on looking at them like they're crazy like, like i i would personally i would never go and tell someone what to do but because whether or not they're i mean if they're doing something illegal or potentially harmful sure i would voice my opinion or try and try and uh stop them i guess but i mean to tell someone to, to put a mask on because of your own personal your own your own personal beliefs or or fear or thoughts uh seems crazy but um, but yeah, I was, I was, I thought I was, I was going to be able to make it through the semester with the mask on and just soak it. But at the, come end 
look, come October, not even first couple classes, I thought I thought it was it was completely ridiculous. And in my other classes, I so I'd walk in without a mask on, but on in all my classes, and only this one teacher would threaten to uh, to have me physically removed from the classroom and unenrolled from the class. And again, at the end of the day, I I just I need to graduate, so I'm not I'm not a martyr. I'm not uh, I don't want to be a hero. Um, I just think that. Some this needs to be talked about. More people need to hear about what's going on uh, on these campuses because uh, it, it's it's not right. It's just not right. Are you one of the guys that was uh, carried out of the, the class, or was that somewhere else? Did you see that <laughs> no, video? That was, that was at Western. That was Western. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are you in touch with that yeah, guy? Man. There should be a network of just you guys that really hit, got some publicity. <laughs> did you guys network? I, I, I did know him. I did know him. Oh, Bethany, you knew him? Okay. Um, but I I don't know what he's up to at the moment, but that that kind of ended there. <laughs> the He had a court case to fight the charges against him, um, and it didn't go anywhere. What was so. the charge? Trespassing at that point? Is that all they could um, really get you I, for? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, I think there may have been more than that. Um. Mischief was one of them. I don't know if that was a. I don't know how that works. If that was like a criminal charge or something, but mischief was one of them as well. Or I think he was charged with three things. Right. So probably trespassing. Probably probably the most minor thing possible. Just yeah, to. It seemed like the trick is just to tie you up in the court case and use intimidation. I call yeah. it lawfare. Yeah. Lawfare. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's wow. that's not my term. That's definitely. Anytime they can just get you into the court system yeah. and start costing you money, really, because you're, yeah. it's not the justice system, it is the legal system. I think there's a distinct difference. And most people that get sucked into it realize that this is just about uh, tying you into their, their little kangaroo court system, which we call legal system. And yeah. Absolutely. In the end, it never ends up. You you almost never get a hearing in front of a jury or a judge. You just make a deal, and people lose money, and lawyers make money, and they call that justice. But it just that's almost always how it works. Even if you go fight a speeding ticket, they always try and keep you out of the courtroom. Just hey, let's make a deal right now. You do this, pay that, and we'll just split. (laughs) We'll just keep this business moving along, guys. Um. So I'm I'm guessing that's that's maybe what happened to him off there. Uh, I'm not so sure about that, but I don't know all of the details, so I don't want to get into that and say something that's not right. Yeah, well, I'm just curious if you guys networked at all um, on, on that respect because we did, but it, that was a long time ago, over six months ago since I was last in contact with him. All right. One of the reasons I wanted to get you guys talking about this story today is because apparently tomorrow there's going to be an announcement, an announcement by the chief medical officer, Terrio, oh, right. regarding masks. And it's already leaked out that he's just going to suggest it, not mandate it. So I thought this would be a, a relevant thing to talk about today with you two that were so clearly against the mandates, which are not laws, they are super mm-hmm. strong suggestions, but most people probably never even heard of a mandate before we started throwing these words around. So what's your take on what could happen tomorrow? Or, and have you heard about that? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, 
I have heard about it. I've looked into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, I think uh, I think our our, our buddy Dougie. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to be able to mandate. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's going to be a good look on. Uh, I guess on his his government on the on, on the Ford uh, the Ford government. Um, I think, and I think that stems from the the the. I guess I was going to say the the belief, but the knowledge that there's too many of us that are just not going to. Mm-hmm. We're not, I'm, I'm, I guess, obey because I don't, I don't, I don't even think it's, it's about listening anymore. It's more, it's, it's the compliance factor. They, they want to, they just want to see, uh, the citizens of, of Ontario and I guess Canada indirectly mm-hmm. do what they say, do what they say without thinking about it, without questioning it. Um, and for me, that just leads down a slippery slope, obviously. But I don't think, I think exactly, it's going to be a, a, a very strong suge- suggestion backed mm-hmm. by, numbers and names that uh that support this suggestion but um i think if he does mandate it he'll see that at least i, I would i mean i'd like to think at least a third of a third of ontarians are, are gonna are, are gonna flat out reject it and <laughs> and not just not follow this quote-unquote mandate so doing that you know mandating it making it making it law or making it illegal to not wear a mask is problematic because I don't think he's I don't think he's going to have the support in in the justice in the justice system in the courtrooms to actually uh, enforce this mandate. So and I think ultimately it's about that. It's about being able to enforce whatever you're trying to uh, to have the citizens comply with. And I, I think knowing that he's not going to have the compliance, uh, it won't. Cops aren't going to cops aren't going to arrest you or or fine you for not wearing a mask three years into this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Pandemic, I call it. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, I, yeah I, don't, I don't think they'll be able to. Arrested for it, but I. Can't yeah. What would you crying. could never have been arrested for? There's no. There's no charge. Well, that's true. But, there's there's um, no law. You can't be arrested for a mandate. That's when they start trying to find other things that they can possibly stick on you. Yeah, but, but yeah. there's still that. They they still could mandate it. I'm just, I'm not sure if there will be as much non-compliance as we are hoping or thinking there might mm-hmm. be because there, I think there might be more than there was last year. Um, but it's brilliant, really, the way that they've been pulling this off because it's just wearing people down, right? They're yeah. so sick. It's a war of attrition. That's why people are going along with what? whatever anybody is whatever the government is suggesting right because they just want it to be over with they just want to get through this and that's actually hindering us getting through this mm-hmm. um honestly i hadn't even heard of the announcement i like actually don't watch the news or tv or anything so i'm very out of the loop and i think that that is I'm, i do think it is important to be politically involved um you know so mm-hmm. uh, definitely voting obviously um, but you should also make um, informed decisions with your votes. You know, choose someone who is going to actually represent you well. Uh, but in general, I don't watch the news. I just find it to be super depressing. I took a politics course in high school, and my teacher was like, "How are you ever going to be a politician?" Because that's what I was considering at the time. Oh wow! Uh, you don't know what is going on in the world, and. I, and he was like, you got to start watching the news. And I didn't until COVID started. Um, wow. And then I, I watched the news a little bit, you know, see what was happening. I never believed any of it from the start. But um, 
you know, I, I gave it a test. I started listening to the news for a couple months and that was just incredibly depressing. So I was like, okay, I'm done with this. We're not doing that. Okay. And I'm just, I'm just living my life the way that I want to. And I'm aware of what is happening politically because I know a lot of people who um, share these same beliefs that we have. And so I hear about a lot of this stuff, but I'm not actively seeking it out. And, you know, I have my perspective with the news has always been, if I need to know something, the information will get to me somehow. And other than that, it doesn't matter. So one way or another, I'm going to find out if masks are mandated tomorrow. Whether that I hear that or next week that I walk into a library and I get kicked out for not wearing a mask, you know, (laughs) I'll find out somehow and I don't really care how. Um, About the official sources, you're not going to. You're not going to watch the news. I got that. Yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm torn on that. Camille, or Camille, do you watch the news? Or are you up to date? With do you follow politics? Yeah. Do you believe in voting? Because I've been I've been voting for a long time, and the the more I stay in my um, research, and the more people I bump into that like kind of research, the more they mock me for voting because they say voting is your it's voting is your consent to agreeing to the system itself. And the system itself is the problem, not the candidates. I I understand where they're coming from. But again, this is something we were talking about just before the podcast started. Um, the systems are running really, really well. They are not going to be torn apart. No, I so, agree. Well, yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. So if they're operating well and it's not going to fall apart, and you not participating in it is not making it better. So I think there is still value in you voting. Um, I I don't like the way that most people vote, right? They, they vote for the person they think is going to win, which is exactly what we saw in the last... It's week. really hard to tell how people vote because I'm, I'm not even going to tell you how my wife votes because <laughs> it might be just as legitimate as someone who looks into things. But Camille, what do you, what do you think? What do you think, Camille, of... Uh, politics, voting, uh, systems. Yeah. Um, I do, I do think, uh, it is important to, to exercise our right to vote, um, mm-hmm. whether it be the candidates or the system. I don't think that the, the system is in any way structured. Uh, I don't think the, the, I don't think the, the system is structured well whatsoever. Um, I do think it, uh, it creates power from the top, almost like a hierarchical system. Uh, one that doesn't, that is not for the people, um, which which ultimately is is I think the downfall of of the the Canadian system. I mean, you could argue the same thing on the American side, but at least it, it was designed uh, in a way that that uh, gives power to the people, uh, even though that that power has been stolen from the from the citizens itself right. or themselves. Um, but sure, but sure I do think like that it, exercising yeah. your right to vote is yeah exactly. Oh, it's, uh, well, exactly. When you know how it works, you can kind of maneuver around it if there's a fair system there's always ways to to tamper with uh oh, with yeah. the electoral system um which i i, I believe has been done in the past especially in, i mean in midterm elections i believe so yeah also in the, maybe just yesterday in the past presidential election yeah. yeah yeah i mean I, sure. i've seen some i've seen some wild videos um from like from uh electoral or uh, election counting offices in in uh pennsylvania and wisconsin and georgia yeah um but but whatever, we don't have to get into that. No, obviously. it's a whole um, thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We maybe we'll we'll do that next week. Yeah, um, exactly. But, but um, 
yeah, I, I, I do. I definitely keep up with, uh, with politics, uh, both domestically, but I, I'm, I'm more interested. I mean, obviously Canadian politics is, uh, is relevant because I live here in Brunswick yeah. and I, I care about the direction that our country's going in. But, but, uh, I, I, I am, I'm really fascinated with American politics. Um, I follow Algerian politics. Oh, wow. Cause, uh, that's where, I'm, that's where I'm from. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a joke. It's a joke over there. It's, uh, I think most Canadians really, don't even know where Algeria is. I I bet you one in a hundred could maybe point yeah. it out on a map. Um, fifty in the hundred say Nigeria. You right. look like you're from Nigeria. Yeah, and, uh, you're the wrong then, color. Then we have to get, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's North North Africa on the Mediterranean, south of Spain, east of Morocco. Right. It's a big. It's a it's a tenth biggest country in the world. Um, I looked yeah, it up. I think there's 44 million people in there. So, yeah, yeah. It's and not, there's no uh, water. Crazy big. There's it. Half of it's are maybe maybe 80 percent of it's the Sahara. So, right. It, yeah, it's uh, all the, the entire population is just right on the the Mediterranean coast. Right. Um, but yeah, I follow French politics because my my whole family lives there. Um, and whenever there's uh pre- like a presidential election in a relevant country. Uh, irrelevant. Sorry. They're all relevant, but uh, I guess you could say like a, a G20 country um, okay. one that could potentially uh, shift power uh, uh, internally, or I guess in in global politics. I try and keep up with those as well, but but uh, I do I I don't think it's I don't think necessarily watching the news on cable TV is is uh, is the way to go. But I think it is very useful as almost like a research tool to be able to see okay like. This is what the right wing networks are saying. This is what the left wing networks are saying. I don't believe there's any moderate networks anymore. Um, but I think to be able to contrast to see what the narratives that each side is trying to push, um, I think could give you a very good insight on what the, I guess you could say objective truth. There's few objective truths, obviously, but I think it gives you a good idea of what, what the, the, the truth of an underlying, uh, report or, or issue in the world is. Um, but I think that, I don't know. So, like I said, I don't think watching the news is necessarily the best thing, but but uh, definitely keeping up with what is going on and uh, and staying staying, I guess, up to date. Um, however, you are able to get that news. So, like I, I'm on Twitter a lot, uh, trying to find I don't know either first person accounts and like I said, reading dozens of different different uh, perspectives on cert- on even specific reports to see what each side is saying and then, and then doing my own due diligence or going through with my own due diligence and, uh, and researching, uh, the topics that I guess interest me on my own. Um, so that, that's, that's what, that's what I do, I guess. I'm, I'm still young though. I might tweak my, my way of, uh, of, uh, shaping my, my opinion on things as, as I, as I grow up. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, one of the things that I've been researching for the last 10 years, this, the name of my website is fakeologist because, I study media fakery. I found out, I figured out it 10 years ago now, just had an anniversary in April that almost every single story in the media is fake in some way or another. The official story is never the correct story. There's always mm-hmm. the official story. There's always the alternative story. And then there's the truth. So they give you both sides. They call it a dialectic. Because they know not everyone leaves the official story, so they provide another story. And I'm talking about the narrators, the people that feed the information to the media. 
And then they figure people are going to end up somewhere in between these two extremes that they create themselves and control. They control both sides. So if, if you, if you think that way, have you guys ever considered what exactly is this whole COVID revolution about? Have you even looked into either of you into the whole nature of illness, the whole nature of viruses? The whole nature of communicable diseases, the whole idea of pathogenic disease. Do you believe or have you looked into any aspect of it now that we've been almost three years into this and it's not going away? This is way more than this so-called health crisis. Have you, have you guys explored all the infinite tools on the internet to to find all these alternative voices to get a different perspective of what could be going on either of you um you, do you want to go ahead or <laughs> I, I don't know that i have too much to say so you, you can jump in whenever you feel like it um i haven't looked into it myself i don't think i think i took more when i was doing research into it i was looking more into um like how do they actually test and like how are they getting their effective numbers uh, or numbers of efficacy? I don't know what the proper name is for that anymore. Um, rather than like how the virus actually spreads. But I remember when it all started, they had those like models that they were using to talk about, you know, how one person can infect like 10 people. And it was all like little models of people like seated on or something right. like that. Um, all those connections. Yeah, I don't, illness is weird. It's, and this is mostly just like anecdotal stuff from the people that I live with and that I have lived with over time. But it's like, you don't get sick just because your roommate is sick. You don't get sick just because the people who live in the same house as you are sick. Right. Okay. Sometimes it's like roommate, literally you share a room with them or um, you just share a house with them. And sometimes you do, or, you know, one person can be severely ill and then you catch something you're like, oh man, great. I'm going to be as sick as she was, but it's, but you get like a really mild cold, you know? Right. So it, it's weird in terms of how it plays out practically, yeah. you know? And Did you ever wonder how a doctor who sees all sick people, how does he stay healthy if exactly. all day he has sick people one after the other, after the other, how is exactly. that possible? Wouldn't he always be sick? <laughs> <laughs> you would think, right? With all so, that is there a problem with the whole idea of contagion? Maybe there just might be. <laughs> well, I'm asking you guys because you are. I don't know if you're coming at being anti-mask from the the evidence that masking really, even by their official story, doesn't make any sense. Oh, it doesn't at all. Right. I mean, at the, at with the their own story, it's their story bad. that. Yeah. These viruses are pathogenic and they are yeah. a millionth or a thousandth or a hundred thousandth the size of a bacteria. Yet the, the openings, microscopic openings in the mask are, are a million huge. times bigger. Yeah. So they're yeah. not blocking anything. So, and then we no, had, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So their own story, their own official story contradicts and doesn't make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was just about to say, I've, I don't, I haven't looked too far into the 
I guess the the virology of mm-hmm. the, the COVID the COVID virus. Aside from what I've heard, but I'm not. Uh, I would say I'm not well versed enough to to be able to dissect that. And I mean, I, I have my views on it, but because I'm not educated enough, there's it's just assumptions at that point. Um, I've been I'm more concerned uh, with the whole masking vaccine thing from the libertarian standpoint, mm-hmm. and from uh, from the from what we're seeing from an economic standpoint. Um, I mean, what the Federal Reserve and the Bank of Canada have done in the past two and a half years, um, in terms of the, in terms of the money supply and the printing, the printing yes. of cash and the devaluing of the dollar. Yes. Um, in my, in my mind, in order to try and transition into some, some kind of digital currency, um, yes. which opens the door for, for some kind of, I don't know, globalist, you could say, system in between countries that I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't see what the point in sovereignty is. Is if, if you're going to share your borders with every country, right? We, we have. You're going to open your borders, borders, dissolve your borders. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Create. Create a, a, a quasi. Um, I don't know that. I don't know the best way to go about it. I mean, obviously, I, I don't think it is. Um, I think it's dangerous. I think it's harmful, and I think the generations of Canadians to come. I think it's disrespectful to the to the Canadians that have, that have fought for this country, for our borders, for our national security, for, for, uh, the, the peace that we've been able to see. I guess maybe not, maybe not recently, but I think overall you can, you can say that Canada has been, uh, a relatively good place, amazing place to live. Um, yes. but, but yeah, for me, it's more, it's more from the libertarian standpoint and, uh, and from the economic standpoint. Like I'm, I think it, it's kind of scary what, what the central banks have been doing um, in kind of joining together to governments. When you think about it, government isn't its own entity. If you have someone make, if you have someone printing the money for them. So are they acting in the best interest of, of our, of their citizens? Are they acting in the best interest of the central banks and what their plans are? Um, Obviously this is that you could call this conspiracy. Um, I think there's there's evidence to refute what I'm saying and to support what I'm saying, but that is that would be my view. I think deregulation and of, of most powerful entities is is much needed um, in order to correct what what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Well, anytime two people get together and make a plan, it's a conspiracy. If we plan to rob a bank, <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Most most crimes are conspiracies. So just just, just because the word has also been hijacked and weaponized from the Kennedy era, where they wanted yeah, to stop no, people no, sure. from speculating on anything but the official story, it's they've definitely yeah. taken the name, taken the word, and weaponized it, so we can't really use it for what it actually is and what it means. Mm-hmm. No, for sure, for sure, you're right, Bethany. Have you? Because I think we're at an amazing time now where, and, and I like that, that uh, Camille uses Twitter to get his message out. I think it's a fantastic, one of the, an infinite number of platforms out there. It's not the only platform, but it's a great way to communicate. But the, the wide open internet may go away in the way that people use it in the not too distant future. And I think people really need to make use of it now to find out the information that is all out there 
and you just have to find it. So I really want to encourage young people, especially to to make use of it while you still can, because there there are things out there that I think are closer to the truth than any of the official outlets and the official stories that are available sure. and easy, sure. really easy to get to. One of my favorite things about Twitter, and I'm kind of on a bit of a Twitter tear, I go hot and cold on it, is just because there's so many voices out there. So, for instance, if I look at your latest tweet or one of your latest tweets, Camille, I love going through all the replies because that's where you find yeah. you find lots of bots, but you do find, I think, real people, and you can see what they're linked to and what they're saying. <laughs> Take a look at their profile. It takes a lot of time. It's a lot of research effort, but it just it really gives yeah, you a no, good feel um, for who's out. Man, the stuff that they can lead to, it's an endless treasure trove of information that you're not going to get when you watch CBC or the Toronto Star. This is where all the yeah. gold is. And, and these people all have sources that they find that they might never find randomly. You really have to drill down. So that's what I'm talking about and getting the research and and just finding it. And then... My site, Fakeologist, I try and collate it to the best of my ability and curate it into, into information that I think is important. And I just present it to other people and they can try and put all these things together. For instance, have you guys ever run into Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals? Uh, govern yep. global governance, not global government. These are really fascinating yeah. concepts because they are happening right now while everyone is being distracted with masks and vaccines and passports. The very future of this country and all countries is being changed right now. <laughs> right now, all these are happening. All these very important, very rich people that control banks are transforming the entire world right before our eyes. And we have the ability to talk about it, to to ruminate over it, to discuss it right now because accessing the internet is still quite wide open. I can still talk to you and, for instance, not be deducted social credit scores because we might be talking against the government. Yeah. Okay. Because that, that level I mean, of control is is right there right now it's just not being used like this this black monolith that we all carry in our pockets that we watch tiktok videos on it is an extremely powerful too it's like a very high powered rifle or handgun it can be used both ways for good or for evil mm -hmm. yeah so that's the end of my rant there you, uh, <laughs> no no i i couldn't agree when you look at uh when you look at the ways they're going about it, not only from a from a, a governmental standpoint, but also through the through the public and private markets, uh -huh. um, having 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 trillion dollar, literally trillion dollar companies like BlackRock and and uh, Vanguard. Buy, I mean, when you look at when you look at what a public company is supposed to do, they're supposed to act in the best interest of their shareholders. All right now, if you have a company, if you have a, an entity like BlackRock, I don't even want to call it a company. I mean, it, it, for me, it's an entity. It's uh they they can buy up most of the countries in Africa, which they I mean aside aside from the fact that they are doing that um, for sure. But but I mean when you when you have uh 
a legal duty and a fiscal duty to provide uh, to act in the best interest of your shareholders. But your largest shareholder owns 25% of the company and it's BlackRock. They are able to implement the ESG, uh, I guess, what, do you, what would you call it? Uh, policies right. that, that are direct, that are directly ruining the, the economy and the society we know, like in my mind, destroying the middle class, stealing, stealing the middle class, using them as pawns, um, which is, and yeah, the middle class is, is the bedrock of, of every, every country's economy and, and society. It's, uh, the large, the large, they have the, the largest population and they have the most money. Um, when you, when you can take money out of their pockets and move it up a bit, um, what you do is you create, you create essentially slaves to the debt. When you look, when you look at what people do, I mean, most, most people, in, and even, and this is Canadian society. So I, I would say we have it relatively good from a, from a, from an economic standpoint. I mean, people work nine to five jobs. They pay, they get paid enough to pay for their food, their, their, the roof over their heads and, and not much more. I mean, talk about saving, savings is a foreign concept now. Being able to afford a house, afford a house that you can buy maybe in your thirties is, you don't, you don't see that anymore. I mean, you have to do really well for yourself. Yeah. It's fairly now, unattainable. We're, we're, yeah. I was going to ask you young yeah. people because you're both young. I want to know what you think of the future. Uh, maybe what you think of, um, dating in the era of vaccines um i want to hear what your uh thoughts are about achieving any kind of wealth like you said in the wake of extremely high uh housing and the possibility that private property is going to go away in the new communitarian world that they want to create so you don't have to worry about it you won't have to worry about it because it won't be allowed let's rent from them Mm-hmm. So who wants Bethany? Why don't you go first? What 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 do you th- what do you think? What what is it like? And what do you know about with your friends about say for instance vaccines, vaccine status? Um, could you go? Could you date somebody who is vehemently pro vaccine and vehemently? No. Does this add, no. does this add? A layer of complexity to say just making friends or going out with people in general is this um, is this a layer of that you're experiencing I would say no, no friends no because um, friends are some of them are amazing and gonna stick with you for your whole life mm-hmm. you know regardless of what your political takes may be. And for some, like some relationships, something like this is totally going to break that down. But um, I find uh, friendships are, are kind of a different thing and you can have more disagreements on things because your relationship with each of your friends is going to be different. It's, you know, one person is like a, a, someone you have a very spiritual relationship with like I'm, I'm Christian my best friend is Christian that's a huge part of our relationship um, you know someone else it might be like this is the person I hang out with we have a lot of fun doing this like one activity together um, and so maybe political stuff or those really deep personal things are not going to come up and so there are so many different kinds and this is something about English that bugs me and I, I love English I tutor English it's like my degree was like 70% about English. Um, I love 
languages and I find English is frustrating when it comes to talking about relationships, degrees of relationships with people because we just say friend and there are so many different kinds of friends um, and the different ways that you benefit each other's lives. So I would say that the, the past couple of years and these kind of political issues and like, I would rather not say that medical choices are something that divides people. I know it happens. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's been so much my experience. I have more so fallen out of touch with some people because of our political differences and yeah. just not. Yeah, not you really made yours clear because you went public. Most people don't go public yes. with their views. So you're very public. Yeah. So now we know we know where you stand, and therefore, if yeah. we don't agree with you, we might not associate with you because that's not something that would come up at a coffee shop normally. Well, no, maybe not normally, but sometimes it does, and sometimes yeah. it's a really good thing. So um, it depends on the relationship, and some are able to work through those differences. Um, you discover some some relationships. This is the thing that like pulls you even closer, and you discover, wow, this is not just like. You know, someone I you know, we run into each other, there was conversation, we move on with our day and probably don't think about each other until ne- we see each other next. It has deepened some relationships like that because you discover that you're on the same side. Um, and you share those same beliefs and mm-hmm. you become each other's support person. And I have found there's been a lot of that in relationships that I've had. Um, dating is a very different thing, mm-hmm. I would say. Does the vaccine come up though? Um, I would say it definitely plays a key factor. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not go out with someone who is vaccinated against COVID. Right. Um, and that is a discussion I've had with some friends. Now, that shrinks the pool, doesn't it? Does that shrink it, the pool? It does. It does. But you know what? I think it is actually a good thing um, because it shows you. It's not even, it's not even that it's a medical, it is, it is that it's a medical thing. You know, there's a lot of um, information out there about the effects that the shot has had on yes. like fertility, right? Like that's a huge thing. It would um, be very big. I've heard stories of people where it's like the husband goes and gets the shot, the wife is pregnant, she miscarried because of whatever the spike proteins. Like there are cases where that's happened and that's a, like, that's a, huge issue and I really don't know what you then do when that's the case in your relationship um, but It'd be a big problem the, the difference yeah. between friendship and dating is you have to discriminate when it comes to the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with yeah. because they have to be someone who's going to be on the same page as you so you can't if you have a major like fundamental difference uh, difference in your fundamental beliefs and that's what this is for me yeah. Yeah. Um, right. It's like this shows this says so much to me about your character. And I have very, very close friends who did, who have gone along with everything. Mm-hmm. And they are still wonderful people who, you know, I'll talk about with. Anything. I love them so much. They made a different choice from what I did. Um, and that, you know, for a time caused a bit of a, a, a bit of rockiness. Not so much in our relationship, but it made some discussions a little bit uncomfortable or more emotional than they needed to be. But um, when it comes to 
like I said, the person you're spending the rest of your life with, you need to agree on those things. And for me, how people have acted in the past couple of years really says a lot about your character. Um, you know, did you comply with everything just because you were told to or capable of thinking for yourself? Um, actions speak so much louder than words for me. So if you are against this stuff, then you better be acting like it because you can tell me that you don't agree with the shots or that you don't think that we should have to wear masks. But if you're going to, that's instantly a no. You have to live out what you say. So that's, I think it does. It totally narrows down the dating pool. But the other thing is you're only looking for one person. So what does it matter? What the percentages are of finding people and, I've met people like this too, who um, that was their concern was, well, if I don't get vaccinated, what are the chances of me finding someone who is not vaccinated? Um, And they actually look at it mathematically like that and say, well, the percentage, the chances are so low that I might as well not, you know, cause a huge disturbance and inconvenience to the rest of my life. I might as well just take it, even though I disagree with it. Mm, Um, Yeah because I'm not going to find someone on the same page. And that just like those stories absolutely break my heart. Yeah. yeah. It's not true. You're only looking for one person. And if you, if this issue actually bothers you that much, then you need to find someone who's on the same page as you. And you will, if you are actually serious about finding that. Camille, what about you? What do you say on this topic? Is this a deal breaker for you? And how do you prove it? Um, how do you prove it? How do you? Yeah, how did that's how, a really good question. How do you prove it? You could easily lie. Yeah, no, for sure. Show um, me your certificate. Fra- <laughs> yeah, seriously, we'll we'll be playing the uh, the other side then. <laughs> um, uh, for me, friends, most of my friends are vaccinated. Um, yeah. Like, like, I understand. I understand why they did it. For at least for my demographic, is it, it was a choice, an ultimatum given to them by the schools. Um, so now that I don't think it matters if you're, if you're one of those people that is trying to tell other people what to do, um, associate with you, whether COVID had ever happened or not, I don't, I don't think those people are, mm-hmm. I think there's much more, uh, much more wrong with them than just, uh, just, uh, having gotten the shot. I think the people who are advocating for what other people should do lack uh maybe a sense of control or power in their lives that that they're giving and mm-hmm. i do think that's human nature a sense of power or control but um yeah i mean in certain places like once you've earned it may, maybe or once it's been given to you by the by 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 the people not 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 just on the subway or whatever telling someone to put a mask on um but for for dating so i i have thought i have thought this this issue through and yeah. uh it doesn't like i said for me it's more uh a question of character sure susceptibility and 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 looking at how how uh easy it would be to convince someone of something that doesn't make sense is i think it's it's a big issue with this whole covid crisis but at the end of the day i think the majority of people uh act before they truly think about what it is they're doing um and I think for the for the vaccines, I think it was a lot of fear. Um, and I don't blame, like I said, just because I was able to kind of see through the the narrative that they were trying to push, that doesn't mean that, how do you say, less valuable, I guess, or, or intelligent because right. they didn't. I think 
What about from sheer, from from sheer from a sheer health point of view? If you believe that the vaccine can injure or potentially long term harm somebody, uh, yeah, how does that influence you if you're picking a partner for a life partner, a wife, for instance? And if you believe that the vaccine has could somehow affect her, that is a huge problem. Ooh, you went mute there. You went mute there for a sec. All of a sudden, can you hear him, Bethany? No. No, he went muted. Well, I see your mouth moving, but I can't hear any uh, sound right now. <laughs> oh, he just dropped. But what about, uh, let me ask you, Bethany, do you know anyone that's been sick or killed by the vaccine? Do you think... Uh, is there anything happening that way? Um, I I do know people who've been injured by it. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I do know people who have been impacted just by living with people who, or by being around people who've taken right. the shots as well. And I think I think that's more like people have just taken the shots um, rather than right like considerably afterwards but those kind of additional effects that impact people around you they are real right yeah do you believe they're real because a lot of people think uh it's just all in our heads and but there there are statistics out there and it's really hard on really hard to judge okay these the real statistics because statistics Mm -hmm. have been thrown out and there's the old saying lies, damn lies, and statistics. So it's really hard to figure out which numbers are real. Um, are yeah. are the excess mortality numbers correct? Are the number of miscarriages, are these numbers correct? Or is it fear porn? Um, are the, is the birth rate plummeting? Is that a real number? Um, it's really difficult in this age of disinfo, malinfo, what, what to believe. Are you back, Camille? Yeah, uh, if you can hear me. Okay, good. What uh, What do you think? Do you Do you have any, or do you want to answer the question that I sort of forgot what it was now when you went and you went mute there? I think it was about uh, dating or, or potential. Oh, dating. right, potential wife, for instance. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it would it would be too easy for me to say right now. Yeah, because I'm I don't have that that stuff running through my veins and right. I could only I could only marry someone else unvaccinated but and I mean as much as I would like I don't know that that would be the the most sound argument right um so I, I think for now I'll uh, I'll pass on the question to answer it anyways we'll yeah. see that well you'll now. leave it open but yeah, and I'll and I'll have I'll have some years to to look at the long term uh the long term numbers they're giving up as they're accurate or not, but yeah, uh, yeah. I'll leave, I'll leave it to the future Camille to decide that one. Do you, do you know anyone that you can validate in your own mind that's been sick or killed by the vaccine, um, or sickened, or chronically injured? Chronically injured, yes, yeah. definitely. Um, whether it be respiratory issues or or um, or heart chest pains, right. Especially young males your age are supposedly yeah. susceptible. For sure. Athletic a, people. Yeah, I have a buddy's brother who has who has uh 
had heart problems. I can't I, off the top of my head. I don't know what. Yeah. What or or issue. Uh, right. Uh, the, like the medical condition would have been, but um, I know um, his heart problems. It, it's his little brother too, which is right. kind of, kind of uh, terrible. Disturbing. But yeah, his, his heart issues have have uh, had or he's had multiple uh, complications. And, wow. Uh, with his heart problems, um, and again, yeah. You, do they make the link, or did you make the I link? Don't know. I don't know. No, no. I mean, my my buddy, my buddy makes the link. Um, his parents make the link. The doctors that they are the second opinions that they've that they've gotten have essentially either said, yeah, it could be related to the vaccine, or we don't know. Yeah. Um, and Unknown causes. Yeah, and that the the spike in or the spike in the the deaths, the unknown cause of death, right? Uh, in uh, first world or in, in developed countries is has been, I right. guess, unpre- unprecedented, right? Even when we didn't know what people were dying from, we it's ridiculous. The ridiculous statement to make, isn't I know. it? Right. Yeah, it's uh, the number it's one crazy. cause of death is unknown. Come on, yeah. <laughs> but 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 people, I mean, when you, again, when most people get their get information from the mainstream media, it's. When you don't talk about it, I guess it's not. It's it not doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. If we don't talk about it, it's, does it's not happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's just a it's a dangerous way to to go about living living your life. Maybe I don't know. There's there's the old saying, "Ignorance is bliss." Yeah. But I don't I don't know the get behind that one. I think it would it would drive me nuts. I, I mean, I I I crave knowledge if anything, right? Like I I like to learn. I like to read. I like to yeah to discover new things and and the idea the digesting information that's been fed to me is I, th- I feel, I feel like it'd be problematic at least for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to ask. I, I know I'm not going to get injected and I'm doing my damnedest to uh, influence my own family to not do it. I mean, they're autonomous adults. It's difficult. I have to use the same methods that the government's using <laughs> uh, coercion, extortion, blackmail. <laughs> I don't like to do it. It's kind of crazy, but I think um, I'm doing the right thing too. I think yeah, exactly. that uh, I'm sparing their future future health. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think it's extremely important as as a parent. If I don't do that, then I think I'm liable for anything that can happen as long as they're under my direct financial control. Anyway, not really yeah. any yeah. other control. So. It's, oh, yeah. it's, and I think if, if I'm wrong, okay, well, that, that, that means that if they got a cold, it could be worse than, than normal. Although we've never measured degrees of colds before. <laughs> how, how many Kleenexes do you use when you have a runny nose? Uh, if you have a, if you use 8% less Kleenex, does that mean it was less of a cold than the last time? Therefore, the, experimental biological injection worked i mean there's no way to measure any of these crazy numbers it's a crazy concept to even even think about what they're claiming no it is sickness is a part of life Mm -hmm. like you you really can't be afraid of it you hope you don't get seriously ill right but come on the what were the covid symptoms at the beginning it was like not even a cough, was it? They've changed them so many times, and it's basically anything now. It's well, they've just—they've just made a marketing term out of symptoms, and that's called yeah. a syndrome. When roads come together, 
That's what syndrome means. So they took a whole pile of cold symptoms and gave them an official label. They called it COVID and they said, we have the cure, not even the cure. They said, we have, we have an experimental biological injection that can lessen the symptoms up to 96% of the time. And that is an impossible claim to verify, but when you really parse it down, okay, so you're telling me you're lessening the symptoms, the severity of the symptoms of a cold, as in runny nose, cough, you know, all the things that we just went to bed with, had some chicken soup, maybe take a few pharmaceuticals to lessen the symptoms, but... If we're a normal person, we'll get through it and come out the other side in a few days. And that's the end of it. That is the, that was the officials. That's how this did start. Most people forgot all that. And now we're bogged down in all the details. Well, I've had you guys for about over an hour. I really appreciate it. Um, I wanted to ask Camille real quick. Uh, how did you get the blue check mark? And from a Twitter point of view, how has that helped? And what do you think of all? of all that since you're a, a fellow Twitter user. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I pay for the, the $8 a month. Right. Um, it, it has nothing to do with the, I guess the blue check mark. I, I like the, the features that I get from it. I like being mm-hmm. able to just edit my tweet. Okay. Uh, I do, I do have Trumpian Twitter fingers. So, uh, the, uh, the ability to wait a second and then post my, my tweets does help. I mean, people, I, I see people getting, held in contempt for stuff they tweeted 10 years ago. They're getting fired for their, for their, from their jobs today. So, um, so what I does guess, that mean? You're, you're more careful. Can you edit a tweet from a year ago? No. I, like within 30 minutes, I guess. Oh, okay. It gives, it yeah. gives you some time to, to I guess. Because if you change, it. if you make a tweet and someone replies to it, and you edit it and change the entire meaning of it, then the reply will seem yeah. will seem nonsensical. So that is one reason why replies are usually limited or sorry editing is usually limited in, on the internet. No, no, that I I think that makes total sense keep it within a certain uh give it a, a some some kind of statute of limitations Right. you can't not not be able to edit something to a, the opposite of what you tweeted. Yes. It would be problematic um, for the repliers. Um, but I do think I do think uh the the purpose of making making the blue check mark, I guess, accessible to everyone, not just, I guess, me. I don't know. I don't know who it's reserved for, but we'll call it, we'll say it's anyone with eight bucks a month and you need an Apple iPhone, I believe at the, right yeah, at this time. Oh, really? Yeah. I know that. I'm Android, so I can't buy one. It says coming soon on my phone. Really? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, for now, yeah, I mean, for now, yeah, no, I'm sure it'll be available. Um, but I, I, I don't know who was reserved for before, uh, Twitter blue before you could pay for it. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, um, it was usually celebrities or official accounts yeah. where impersonating them would cause them harm. No, no, for, for yeah. sure. Um, no, for me, it's more, more just, I guess, uh, a verification of, of humanity, I guess, right? Like for eight bucks a month, I, I, I'm fortunate enough for that not to be the end of the world for me. Um, and I guess it gives me the opportunity to confirm that I am the only Camille Bashushi rather than, I don't know, it's not like like I have Snapchat and I have Instagram and all that, but... Did you have to validate with ID? Because that's what's coming next, you realize this. 
Yeah, no, I, I didn't. Yeah, we just I gave them money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, I'm paying for a service or, or for yeah. a check mark. Because the long-term <laughs> goal is digital ID. And unfortunately, in my opinion, Elon is not our friend. He works for the bad guys. And he is yeah. helping crowbar uh, digital ID into Twitter while he has this audience. Whether or not people will stay for the privilege of being authenticated and getting their banking information tied to their digital ID. Uh, that remains to be seen. It's a huge gamble. I personally am not going to give Elon or anyone at Twitter my banking info and my official government ID so I can be the one and only uh, fakeologist in the world. I'm not doing that, yeah. but that, that is what it, to me, that's the, that's the end game. Yeah. I, I can see where you're coming from. They won't mm-hmm. be getting a hold of my ID. Um, that being said, I guess, uh, 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 our question for you is, wouldn't you say that they'd be able to get that identification via other means rather than just having me give it to them? I mean, if they're working in, in, I guess, coalition with whatever greater entity, yeah. entity that would be enforcing this, wouldn't, why would they need, why would they need my, a picture of my driver's license rather than just, uh, well, because I, I could log in as Camille Bacucci and just say, hi, it's, it's me. Here's yeah. my picture. Take this picture and copy and say, it's me. What, what, why do I have to prove it? Well, because you're the real one. That's why. And if yeah. I, I could, somebody logged, somebody created an account and got the blue check mark for Eli Lilly. I think it was, it's a funny joke. And he said, they made a tweet under the Eli Lilly and said, Hey, good news. Insulin is now free. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the problem with that because, um, yeah. even though they posted, um, a picture of the stock, Eli Lilly, it went down maybe seven four percent fifteen billion dollars. It wasn't because of the tweet. The market went down that day, but they were just putting the two things together as a joke and to yeah. show the danger. Okay, well you you have a blue check mark by a major pharmaceutical corporation and, and things you say people may believe for a second. And it could cause a lot of financial harm for a second. So I thought that they did that on purpose and they're going to keep doing that to uh, tweak the blue check mark. And yeah. eventually it will be okay. You cannot call yourself Eli Lilly unless we see some official documentation from maybe the president or some directors and we're going to take 10 business days to validate this. So that, that's the real reason. I, that, that's what I see is coming, but yeah. I mean, I, I, hope, gonna I hope you're wrong. <laughs> no, it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't like the I don't like the sound of that. Oh yeah, it's coming. So enjoy the blue check mark while it means yeah. almost nothing. But uh, no, no, I, I agree. It's uh, it's yeah, it's it's just a habit, I guess. Right? These globalists, you know, they're not stupid. They are not stupid no, no, people. Sure. They know how to run the world. They know how to farm uh, the cattle, which is the talking cattle, which is what they call us. But, uh, yeah. No, for sure. Any closing comments, uh, Bethany? Because I think we'll wrap this up. You guys have been more than generous with your t- with your time. Uh, yeah, I think actions are the best way to fight against this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's what you do with your life every day. Yeah, you got to think about what you're doing today that will affect tomorrow. What your plans are for the next couple of years, and live out your convictions. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And don't, don't wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. <laughs> Unless you want to. You know, if people want to wear a mask, 
we should i i'm not going to tell you just tell me what to do i think is the main thing (laughs) we're three masks we're a bucket yeah (laughs) and and i just think it's more important to um like I, i get it and i do find it amusing you know the kind of how people take the rules too far or they try to apply them in different strange ways like it is amusing and it it does make a point but i think that the strongest point to make is the actual defiance of what they are asking you to do so that is my encouragement be aware that there can be consequences that come along with that and be aware like be ready to accept that um or deal with them whatever the case may be is the most important thing that's what i say and your YouTube, I linked to your YouTube in the show notes here, and I'll put a YouTube, I'll put a link to Camille's uh, Twitter account in the show notes. But you should watch this um, this um, video what you took with your phone in the classroom. I watched the whole thing; it was really good. You're super brave, and you really you really stood up to authority, and you did not shirk. Most people would just be crushed. But you really did yeah. an amazing um, job. It was awesome to watch. Really brave. Most people would it was cave. to endure. I will say that. <laughs> and what happened with this talk show you had with this guy here, uh, whoever it is? I um, thought it was quite. Andre and I are still. We are still working together. We now run a business called Conquer School. Uh, it's a tutoring company. Nice. Um, but we have abandoned the podcast project. It was really good. He was. He was a really good. Uh, he, he, he was a really good host, as, as were you. Yes, yes. Thank you. He's got some. <laughs> I'll he's let got him some, know. He's got some chops. <laughs> yes, it was really fun doing it, but um, we've decided that our we've decided we can make a bigger difference by actually helping students who are still in in the education system, um, and we cover a range of subjects from elementary through university. So. If you need help and you want people who care about your success and care about you, that's what we're all about. Um, but yeah, we, we stopped the, the podcast project. It just wasn't, mm-hmm. it, it was a bit more of a hobby for us. Um, and we decided we needed to do something a little more serious that was going to make a bigger impact. And like I said, I'm an action person. He's an action person. Um, yeah. And this kind of goes back to the, the friends thing that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, I also strongly believe that having relationships with people and Andre believes the same um relationships are are how you make an impact in the world and i have seen so much of that through my life the people that i've impacted without even trying it's just like i live out my convictions my beliefs um whether that's like my religious beliefs i'm christian and people know that like just by meeting me on the street um they can see it in how I live my life and that makes an impact. And so having relationships with our students is making a big impact. We're not going to talk explicitly about COVID and political stuff, right? But to know someone and then you trust them and then those subjects can come up later on and then you can have these real conversations and we are influencing young minds, right? We're, we're promoting critical thinking and, and responsibility. That's a huge thing, right? Because that's exactly... I think that's how we started the conversation tonight was like people not thinking for themselves, um, liking being told what to do rather than making decisions for themselves. And so that's our goal with our tutoring company is to encourage students to think for themselves and think about everything, not just 
whatever subject we're helping them with, you know, the kid. <laughs> oh, wow. we want to impact their lives. Um, and we want to see them be successful. So that's, oh, that's great. Great. Well, get, what's the link to your company in case anyone's listening that wants tutoring? Is it virtual tutoring? Yeah. So you can tutor anyone in the world? Yes, absolutely. It is mm-hmm. right now. Uh, it's conquerschool.ca. I don't know where I can type in here. I can type in. conquerschool.ca. And of course, you have to know how to spell conquer. Oh, there he is. Yes. There he is. Yay. There you are. Yep. Wow. Yep. Ooh, director We're also of ph- hiring, so if you're looking for a job. Director of philosophy. Hey, you're in philosophy, Camille, aren't you? Yeah. I don't, wow. know, uh, I don't know how much longer I want to be doing that, though. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> philosophy is um, not holding your interest? Uh, I think Gloria may have put me off. Honestly, philosophy is interesting. I like the ethics and the the uh, the reasoning and, lo- and logic. Mm-hmm. Lo- mm-hmm. logic logical side of it but the i don't know metaphysics drive me nuts <laughs> it's it's no fun it's interesting but you need to be wired for it. like i have a few buddies in the program that are like they were built to wonder whether we have free will or not for example but from a deterministic standpoint not from a governmental standpoint trying to tell us what to do um and it, that the, the conversation it's uh it's too much for me so you don't know. So you're in fourth year. Don't you have to make a decision whether that's going to be your? Oh no, I'm I'm going to law school. I'm. Uh, oh okay. I, yeah, yeah. I won't be. I won't be mas- uh, getting my master's in uh, in philosophy. Oh, okay, so you're going to go. Right. Oh, good. So you're going to be a spokesperson and and talk well, for people, an advocate. Yeah, we'll see. What we'll kind see. of law do you want to do? I will. I will specialize in criminal, but I don't. I, I don't know that law is. Is uh, is is going? What kind of what kind of work I get into? I'm, I have my eyes on on real estate. Uh, laws an option, but I, I think once I have my law degree, the doors open. I can yeah. I I can kind of. I think maybe politics it. might be fun for you. you. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, if uh, if I can if I can garner this much support by wearing a bucket on my head, who knows? Who knows what happens? <laughs> who knows what happens when I open my mouth, right? Do you think Canadians are? Do you think there's enough Canadians like you, really, or do you are you are you encouraged by the support, or do you think there is not enough support? Because you're 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 right in it. You're experiencing it. You see the young people around you. Is there enough? Is there enough people that support you that gives you confidence that Canadians yes, are going to rebel, or at least? Stand up. I I think there's enough. Obviously, it's a relative term and a, a bit subjective. Yeah. But um, I I in my view, there's I think there is enough. Um, there's enough Canadians that care about other Canadians. That um, if we can convince them that that caring does not necessarily mean what the government is pushing them to make make or pushing them to think it is. As oh, why are you putting this person at harm by not wearing a mask? And it's yeah. like, okay, no, let's talk. Like, I'm not putting them at harm uh, because, because in fact, it, it, if they if the vaccine and the masks work, how how they're for the reasons that they're wearing them and 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 possessing this these these antibodies or mRNA alterations that uh, they've gone through, then it's not me putting them at harm, right? It 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 would. 
I can't put them at harm because what they're taking works, right? But and then that's just one of the conversations we can have. But I think I think that I think that there is enough Canadians that care, and, and I think the the reason Canada has gotten so messed up uh, because of this this whole this whole COVID crisis mm-hmm. um, is, is I think the the fear of of losing losing people that they love or hold dear and. And maybe, the, and I think that the Canadian government was able to use that against against uh, against Canadians in so many ways. So yeah, I do. I do think that I do have hope. Um, okay. I, I, I definitely have hope. I, I don't know. I don't know that enough is uh, the right word, but but I think I do think there's. I think that I was blown away by the support for sure. Um, and do and, you yeah, think you got more support this year than say a year ago? If you did this year, well, you did do it a year ago, but. Publicly, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think people are sick and tired now, right? People are willing mm-hmm. to go public with their stories, yeah, uh, and and raise and you know indirectly raise awareness uh, for for the the fear mongering and 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 the, mm-hmm. the dystopian life that that uh, that our, that our government's trying to create for us, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that the reaction is greater today than it would have been a year ago. I think a year ago people would have said, "Get vaccinated." What, what do right. you mean you're trying to go? To, why do you why are you trying to go to school if you're not vaccinated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think there's a lot more a lot more hostility and fear in the in in the in the minds of not just Canadians but everyone really. Yeah. Um, but I think people are coming to their senses slowly, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, I mean, we'll see. But but I think hopefully there's an end in sight to this COVID crisis. I mean, I'm I know they go from crisis to crisis. Yeah. Uh, these. these uh, well, they got a long way to go yet. I called. Yeah. I called this a ten-year plan when it started in three eleven twenty twenty. I I said you this is going to take ten years to yeah. do what if 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 they're successful. I'm not. I'm not certain that they're going to succeed, but so yeah. far so good for for them anyway. I think. For sure. One last sure. question: Does your whole family back you on this? Is there any? Are there any cracks in solidarity in your own personal family? On this topic, um, in my 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 parents and my brother support my right to do whatever I I, yeah. uh, I deem I deem is is the right way of, of going yeah. about this whole situation. I mean, I at no point was I ever encouraged or forced yeah. to take to to go get vaccinated. Right. Um, I was telling my parents, look, like there's no there's no way, yeah, there's no absolutely no way. Um, but you guys do what you want. I mean, I, that my my dad's like 65 years old, so I'm not. I'm not gonna tell them not to get right. the vaccine. Obviously, I have my I reserve my my views on the matter, and right. I I informed him of what of what I've seen. Uh, for example, that mm-hmm. that we're able to get our hands on that seems that's seemingly impossible to find now. Right. Uh, um. So I, everything I could come by, obviously, I was my dad's. Oh my god! Believe what I just saw. Right. And was um, he open to that? Because this is divided families right at the dinner table. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So my parents are vaccinated. They, there's no boosters or anything. I think they've come to their senses a bit. Mm. Uh, realized that they did themselves, I think, more harm by, okay. by getting in than than otherwise. But extended family, it's not really come up. Like like, like I said, everyone lives in in France or Algeria. Okay. So, uh, I haven't really been. I've I've been able to go see them once uh, since this whole mess started. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean they're. I mean, there's there's a lot of doctors in my family, so oh. they were they were they weren't too happy. They're to not hear, digging uh, the bucket, look, eh? 
no, 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 no. I don't think they've seen it, but I'm definitely gonna call from a few ants if uh, if uh, if they do see it. But you just say no. it's someone else with the blue check mark. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Stole someone stole it. <laughs> no, yeah. So I mean, divided. I wouldn't say divided. I mean, there's, there's we're a, we're an Algerian family. There's always love and there's always fighting. But 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 I mean. I mean, yeah, it, uh, it's not. We're not. There's not a consensus in my in my bloodline on uh, what to do here. Yeah, I'd say my cousins are all on the same page as me. Oh, um, yeah. There's only. I only have one other family member that's that is not vaccinated. So okay, I think everyone kind of fell for their trap or fell into their trap. Yeah. And, um. Yeah. Definitely no division. Uh. No ill will or hard feelings on either side. I mean, everyone. And I think that's the understanding. Uh, so you got to go to family functions. You, you didn't have one of those exclusionary families that drew lines in the last couple of years where, oh, you show me your papers, otherwise you can't come yeah. over. No, no, I was excluded because I wasn't allowed to get on a plane. Right. Not, yeah. yeah, not not by my family, though. I'm sure they would have been happy to see me. No. You weren't uninvited. No, 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 good enough. Uh, I've had that no. happen a couple times. Really? Oh, you had that too, uninvited? Oh, that's awful. Yeah. yeah. I'm to hear that. Well, we're we're coming up to our third Christmas, right? This is yeah, this is we did twenty 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 twenty. So this is the third Christmas, and at least in my family, there's been no announcement on the uninvited list. But we were uninvited up until Thanksgiving. There was a bit of a reprieve this year. No reason, just okay. Come on to the uh, come on to the club. We'll have a dinner. That was the first in two and a half years, but there's no, Lord. at least where we are, there's no, there's no talk about Christmas. So it's, it's been left hanging at this point. We'll yeah. have to see if we continue with the charade, at least in our family. And it is a charade. So yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it, it's sad. It's crazy. It, yeah. it, 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 I'm glad to hear you guys had, well, a little bit. You had more success than Anthony with her family, with the yeah, uninvited. I, uh, I, 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 I'm, I am happy about that. But, but yeah, like I said, I think it, the exclusion, the exclusion came from, uh, from the government, which I think is, is, is yeah. just as, just Terrible. as despicable, right? I mean, well, it doesn't hurt as much as, as a personal family. That's for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. I will yeah. admit that. All right, guys, thanks so much for your time. You give me hope when I talk to young people that are so intelligent and so well-spoken. And, um, yeah, I think this is fantastic that you guys are just so with it and you're, you're speaking out and you're, you're being brave and doing all the things that we hope to see with university free thinkers, you know, universities for, intelligent people that hopefully don't go along with everything. They, they speak out and speak their mind a bit. That's the way universities, at least I was told are supposed to operate. So it's good to see you guys are, are putting it into effect. And, uh, this show is going to be uploaded automatically to FacoTube, which is my private video platform that I make free to the public and it's uncensored. So feel free to share the video. And feel free to explore FacoTube as well, where you're going to see my curation of what I think are the right videos. And I go all the way from 9-11 to wow. 
SDGs, and that's not a that's not a disease. That's that's what's coming to the world, and global governance, and CBDC. Interested in a huge, wide range of things that I curate on the site. So hopefully, you guys will avail yourselves to that and uh, take a peek. Yeah, for all sure. Right. Thank you so much for having. All us. right, thank you guys, and all the best. And we'll we'll keep in touch. Maybe we can check in again in the future. Yeah. See how you're yeah, making good. out. Yeah, Otherwise, we'll see, we'll see on the social medias. Yeah, exactly. Nice to meet you guys. All right. Take care, everyone. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. All right, guys. That's the end of the show. Thank you very much for joining in. Thanks to the super fine guests, Bethany Brown and Camille Bacucci. Excellent name. Really interesting name. Really interesting set of young people. Fascinating that uh, there are people fighting back. It's not... It's not all lost, and youth is alive and well. And we need more people like these people to show up and speak out. It's been two and a half years. Everyone's had enough time to figure this thing out, I think. Now, if you like independent media like this and you want to support us, well, there's many ways we take we do for value approach, which means you can give your time, your talent, or your treasure. By time, it means you can spend time spreading the word of my website. You can participate on the blog, in the comments. You can participate on the Fakeologist forums, where you can start your own discussion, where we talk about everything from COVID to 9-11 to... Ooh, here's a topic we didn't get into tonight. Elite gender inversion. Wow. The whole transgender, we go deep into that. We have some of the best people on this forum talking about the transparent that's going on now. This whole, this whole gender bending dysphoria that's taking over the world. But guess what? It's been going on for hundreds of years and the elite have been practicing it. Yes, it, it's, it's a real thing. It's, 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 it's hard to believe, but we go into it on the forums here. So check that out. And, of course, NASA fakery. Yeah, we didn't go to the moon. Um, just historical revisionism. What really happened in the world war? Was it What's happening in the Ukraine? Is it a real war? Is it an illusion? There's people that think it's an illusion war. So participate here as well. And, of course, we have a Discord server, fake11.com forward slash Discord. If Discord takes us down for the fourth time... You can go to our Gilded server, fake11.com forward slash Gilded. And that's where we record audio chats. We have almost 1,200 audio chats on average two to three hours where regular people just join in and talk. Thousands of hours. It's all free and it's all value for value. So if you want to give your treasure, you go to fakeologist.com forward slash donate. And we take donations with a credit card, with Epic Cash, a cryptocurrency, Monero, Pirate Coin, Bitcoin. We take cash wrapped in tinfoil, mailed to this P.O. box. We take PayPal. And even though, uh, be careful with PayPal, they could take $2,500 out of your account if you are supporting the wrong thing. So we have all kinds of ways and all people here on this donor page have supported us so thank you 
all you guys here listed and the monthly donors. Much appreciated. And you can uh, explore all our websites, including FacoTube. Here's the FacoTube chat. I didn't even read the FacoTube chat tonight. I'm sorry. We've got Peter Roo in there, not shocked. Uh, but all these chats will turn into comments on FacoTube. So go to FacoTube.com and check that out. The whole potpourri of stuff for you. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow night. We're going to talk to Mark Tokarski of PeaceOfMindful.com. He got a microphone. And Mark is a really fascinating story that uh, my other guest this afternoon canceled, Jeremy James. He has got an amazing website with papers, zephoria.eu. And he talks about the transpocalypse as well, elite gender inversion as well. He's been researching it for a long time. I'm trying to get him back next Sunday. I'm not sure uh, what happened. He said it was personal, but we'll try and get him back. Anyway, that's it. We will talk to you tomorrow with Mark Tukarski. Thank you, everyone, for joining tonight.